Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. You know, Think and Grow Rich is one of those books you see most often on the recommended reading list of people who have achieved really great things. And the book was written by the commission of Andrew Carnegie and based on interviews of over 500 people in history who now we know as great men, you know, in the early 20th century, he's commissioned this book and he interviewed people such as Henry Ford and J.P. Morgan, John D. Rockefeller, Alexander Graham Bell, Thomas Edison, Theodore Roosevelt, Wilbur Wright, Howard Taft. You know, this book is amazing. I read it so long ago. It was first published in 1937. It has sold more than 70 million copies. You know, it gives it the distinction of being the all-time bestseller in the personal success category. So today's episode is about Think and Grow Rich for real estate investors. And the perfect person to bring on for this is a person who I know and respect, a friend of mine. His name is Manny Via and Manny is the founder of 2000books.com, where he interviews some of today's top authors. And over the last five years, Manny has read over 1,000 books in the field of business and personal development. And get this, over the last few years, he has been reading seven books a week, which basically averages out to one book per day. So the first book that revolutionized his thinking was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And as a real estate investor, it made sense to bring him on to talk about the book and how it ties in with real estate investing. So, Manny, welcome to the show. Hey, Marco. Thank you very much for having me. I am so delighted to be here. It's great having you on. I enjoy your podcast. I try and catch it as often as I can. And I wish and would love to have the amount of time to read books as you do. So I don't know how you do it, but it's awesome. <laughs> Oh, man, I love your show, by the way. It's been a great way for me to learn about real estate investing. And books are my love. So I spend a lot of time reading and learning. And that's why this business is here. I love it. So perfect place to start. How did you get started with 2000books.com? All right. So let me go a little bit back in time, because before being the book reader that I am today, I didn't always start off as being the book reader. I was actually I studied physics. I am from India originally. So I'm a physics guy. I studied physics. Then I moved on to study electrical and computer engineering. And I had my career in engineering for a long time. I was managing billion dollar plus cell phone design projects, cell phone launches until at some point I decided that I had to move on and create my own success, create my own definition of success, create my own entrepreneurial venture. It was brewing inside of me, but at some point I had to let go. And 2000books.com or 2000books came as a result of me wanting to continue down this path of learning that had been brewing in my mind for a while. And Think and Grow Rich was one of the seminal books that got me started in the whole field of personal development. Before that, I did not really understand it, or maybe I had used the principles in my life, but I didn't even know that I was using principles that had been written about 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago, 200 years ago at some point. These were just some things I had picked up or somehow I had known. And again and again, they would show up as truths in my life. And Think and Grow Rich, when I read the book, I was like, wow, 
I have been using this for so long. So 2000 books came about a year and a half ago when I said, okay, I want to dedicate my life at this point to learning from these books, to teaching entrepreneurs about all the great books that are out there and publishing all that information out there. So that's what I do now. That's great. Valuable service. I love the fact that you can summarize all these great books and then make it easy to learn and digest so we don't have to spend all the time reading like you do. I encourage actually people to check out your website and your podcast because it is a great listen. I was going to say a great read, but it's actually a good listen of books that you could read. So how did you get into real estate investing? Because this is a good bridge into the rest of this episode. Yeah. So Marco, here's the thing. There's so many different ways in which you can go about building wealth, but there's something really profound with real estate. And that is the thing that I was so attracted to and realized that I was building my net worth as I was working in Fortune 500 companies as I was an engineer. I spent a lot of time doing that. But what I realized over time was that stock market wasn't a predictable source of income or a predictable source of way to make long-term income. I was not excited about the way stock market moved. And I could see being inside a Fortune 500 company, how things worked. And I could not trust the opinion outside when I could see everything that was going inside. So for me, it was pretty clear that no matter where I made my money, it was going to go into real estate as the vehicle to grow the money. So early on or a while back, I made the decision to start investing. And I've been investing in India of all places because that's where I'm from. And that's where my investment career really started or that's where real estate investment has been the best for me. But now I'm looking to get into the US market as well. And I've been working with you to figure this out and uh, grow this. Yeah. And we would love to help you. Well, that's good. You know, there's nothing wrong with international real estate if you're familiar with it and you understand it. And if it's working for you, that's fantastic. So I remember reading Think and Grow Rich for the first time when I was a teenager. I was probably, I'm guessing, around 19. And I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't understand some of the book in my first pass and some of the words that he used. Because the book was written so long ago, we don't actually use (laughs) in our vocabulary today. But looking back, it all makes sense now. And so when I read it the second time, it was just a much easier read. So why should we or any real estate investor read this book? This is a great question because when someone asks me this question, I say, why should any human being read this book? Because it's so profound. It's about accomplishing your goals. Think and grow rich is not really about rich. It's about accomplishing your goals. So as an investor, as a real estate investor, if you have some goals, or even if you don't have goals, but you want to get wealthy, you have a vague idea in mind, well, you need to accomplish those goals. You need to accomplish that vague hope or idea that you have, the desire that you have. And this book will crystallize all those steps you need to take to go from having a dream or a hope or a vision to making it a reality. And the reason I say it's good for anyone because you can just swap out the steps. You don't have to have money there. You could have any other thing in life and it would work just as well. Yeah, the key principle as I took it away from reading the book, the key principle of the book is that the subconscious mind acts beneath the surface to accomplish what it is directed to accomplish. Is that a pretty good summation? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's great. Yeah, that's the most profound part of the equation. And, you know, Marco, I'm a physicist. I'm an engineer. I don't take hand-waving woo-woo kind of stuff uh, just like that. Like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. So I have to really understand stuff before I say, okay, well, this actually works or this is useful. But being able to direct your subconscious mind with, under the control of your conscious mind is 
the most powerful faculty we have available to us because our subconscious mind is millions of times more powerful than the conscious mind. Most people are just wasting the resources that they have in their subconscious mind. Right. And we'll get into that more. But really, that's what makes it kind of a quote unquote weird book for some people, especially when they read it the first time. They think, well, this is kind of hocus pocus, hooky type of material. But really, if you just pull out the key points and the key principles, you'll understand that we actually have control over our subconscious mind through our conscious mind. And the way we control the conscious mind is through our five senses. So if we learn how to utilize those, and we'll talk about that, then we can control the subconscious mind. And in fact, we're basically programming the subconscious mind indirectly. Is that right? Every moment, every moment we're doing that. And by the way, to your point of the fact that, you know, some people might think it's hocus pocus or it's a hand waving or woo woo kind of stuff. As I said, I'm a physicist, I'm an engineer, I don't take these things lightly. But then, you know, there's this great guy named Albert Einstein who said, the greatest decision we can make is whether we live in a friendly universe or an unfriendly universe. What he was saying was, irrespective of what is going on out there, it's a decision you make inside of you as to what the world is going to be for you and the world will be that for you. Now, for some people, it might be hocus pocus, but this is Einstein, the greatest physicist, one of the greatest thinkers of all time, who's saying, you are getting what you're putting out there. You are getting what you're looking for. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And we're probably going to throw out a number of quotes here today. There's another quote that you just reminded me of that I'm pretty sure came from Napoleon Hill. And it is this, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Is that true? Yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those profound. Here's the thing. A lot of people on the show today, they might have heard of the movie, The Secret, they watched the movie, or they might have thought it is hand-waving, woo-woo kind of stuff. And the truth is, The Secret actually came from this book. It has taken, it has borrowed a lot from Think and Grow Rich. And what we can conceive is the starting point. Most people, when they have a hope, they can't even conceptualize it. They can't even visualize it. And then they wonder why it's not happening. So conception is the starting point of it all. If you're not going to be able to even conceive it, there is no way it's coming to fruition. Now, sometimes these things don't happen according to the specific timeline that we have, but it will come together as long as you can hold on to that idea and you can work through the ups and downs, the ins and outs of life. Yeah. And for those people who don't know what we're talking about in reference to The Secret, The Secret was actually a best-selling book in 2006. It was a self-help book. And then they turned it into a great movie. And I actually, I think I own the book, but I bought the DVD and I watched it several times. And someone who's watching that who's a bit of a cynic or a skeptic might say, well, this is kind of a very intangible, it's kind of hocus pocus, and it's all just positive self-talk material. Well, to a large degree it is. But the way I I look at it is the movie The Secret or the book The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. It's really the 21st century version of Think and Grow Rich to me. Yeah. But it's absolutely. good. It's a good read and it's a good video to watch if you need kind of a mindset reframing and something to kind of pick you up and pep you up. Yeah. And for those who are science 
people or who are kind of cynical or critical about this idea, let me give you a little different frame of reference. There's a new field in science called self-directed neuroplasticity. And what self-directed neuroplasticity is saying is that we are constantly rewiring the physical structure of our brain by the thoughts we're thinking. So our thoughts are changing the physical reality of our brain. The neurons that are firing together in our brain, they are wiring together. So the more we think certain thoughts, the more our brains get accustomed to those thoughts, the more the brain will change to accommodate those thoughts. Not only that, the other part of the scientific research is what's called the reticular activation system, which says that when you are focused on something, when you are directing your attention towards something, your mind gets activated for that. So whenever you see this thing or whenever you start to hear about it, suddenly the brain starts to direct your attention towards it. You see this all the time. For example, when someone calls your name, your reticular activation system fires up and it says, hey, Marco, you know, someone's looking for Marco. It's probably me. And it's the same thing when we program our reticular activation system over and over again, we are constantly directing our brain towards what we want and our brain is getting wired to get that. Yeah, very true. It's true with cars too. You're thinking about buying a new car and you want a particular make and model and all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere on the road. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So definitely. Okay, so we've kind of broken this down into six key items. I'll leave it up to you to decide what we call these things, but there's really six parts to this whole think and grow rich. Yeah, and Napoleon has actually talked about the six steps to turn desires into riches. So that's what we're talking about. Exactly. So this six-part method starts off with deciding the exact amount of money you desire. Sounds overly simplistic, but it really comes down to defining a very specific goal, what you want to achieve. And people need to understand that there are no limitations to your mind, except those that you actually acknowledge as limitations. So this is really the first part or the beginning part of goal setting, and it's deciding the exact amount of money you desire. So Manny, why don't you comment on this? Yeah, so here's the thing. A lot of the times, and if you're a real estate investor, you're thinking, okay, I want to get rich. I want plenty of money. But the key is to be able to quantify specifically what it is that you want. How much money do you want to make? How much net worth do you want to have? How much rental income do you want to produce? How many properties do you want to own? How many apartment buildings do you want to own? On and on and on. It's very difficult to get something if you're not even clear on what it is that you want in the world. We have this habit of complaining about not getting certain things. But if you really ask people what it is they want, they won't be able to quantify exactly what it is they want. Precision is extremely important to be able to set a target. I mean, if you are shooting an arrow towards a bullseye, well, the bullseye is pretty darn precise. It's not a bullseye in any general direction. It's not a bullseye all over that area. It's bullseye and you shoot directly towards that. So it's really important if you don't have a specific goal, if you don't have a specific desire, if you don't have a specific outcome in mind, you will not go anywhere. I mean, it's as dangerous as that. Yeah, I think you need to have specific goals in order to trigger those things in your mind that make it real and believable and actionable. A couple of weeks ago, Manny, we were talking about the psychology of goal setting in one of the episodes, and we're referring to SMART goals. And many people have heard of this acronym SMART, which you know you use to make your goals clear and reachable. And SMART simply means they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant 
and time-bound. And that's really the formula that I think people need to use, and I use, to write out your goals and make sure that they are exactly that, clear and reachable. Yeah, yeah. The specific part is so important. So there's another book that Napoleon Hill wrote, which is called Outwitting the Devil Within. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how many of your listeners have read the book or how far it has gotten. It's a relatively obscure book. But the complete conclusion of the book is that, (laughs) so it is kind of old school. So he talks about the devil and he's saying the way to get into the devil's grip is to drift. So drifting is the way the devil gets you. When you don't have a clarity of purpose, when you don't have a clarity of where you are going and you're drifting, you're trying this, you're trying that, you have no sense of direction, that's when you are the most susceptible. So having a clear sense of direction, a very clear goal will make sure that you are not drifting, you're not being taken over by the devil, but you are going after your dreams with a sense of precision. Yeah, that's interesting. Well said. I have the book. I never read it. Drifting. I never heard that concept. That's good. Yeah, it's as simple in science as it is in any other field. Drifting is a very common thing you can see inside a pool or, you know, when things are just ambling along, if there's no sense of direction, you're just going to drift. Exactly. So, yeah, key point here is that you need to have goals that are clear and reachable, and you do that by having smart goals, the specific, measurable achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. Mm -hmm. So the second part of all this is to determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. And we kind of need to break down this word give a little bit because it's maybe not what people are thinking. Mm -hmm. I think this is where the movie The Secret kind of missed the mark a little bit. They didn't talk about action enough. But in this step, what Napoleon Hill is talking about is the idea of giving effort, giving energy, giving everything you've got. You don't have to give money in order to make money. You don't even have to start with money in order to make money. But what you still need to be able to do is give your very best in terms of your effort, your dedication, your energy, your mental focus. All your resources can come to bear on the problem. And that's when the problem yields its way. But most people, for some reason, we believe that we have a sense of entitlement, that we should get these things without having to go through the trials and tribulations, without having for the things to be so hard or things to be so tough or without having to give. I mean, in case of real estate investments, you can take the idea as as simple as you have to make that initial investment. And sometimes you don't even have to make that initial investment because you can work with others to find that investment. Yeah, I think you need to define what you're going to have to give or put up in order to achieve that goal in terms of the hours of your time cash towards an investment or a down payment, what steps you need to take, number one, number two, number three, maybe even what you need to learn and educate yourself on. Napoleon Hill talks about education this way. He says, the way of success is the way of continuous pursuit of knowledge, which is just a 1920s, 30s way of saying that you need to continually educate yourself and build your education, in this case, your financial education, because that knowledge will help make you a better person, a better investor. So you need to define what you need to do and give up. And like you said, these are simply put action steps towards achieving that goal that you want to achieve. Yeah. And one of the biggest things you can give is the time towards acquiring that knowledge, the time towards learning about that investment, the time towards understanding all about investments so that you can be a smart investor as you go into your next steps. And the time you put into doing the due diligence, the time you put into learning 
about real estate, the time you put into learning about entrepreneurship. Because face it, if you're a real estate investor, you are an entrepreneur. True, very much. So the third part of this is to establish a definite date by which you intend to possess the money you desire. And, you know, he uses the word money here, but money could be anything. It's not just money. It could be the achievement of a a certain milestone or the pursuit of something that is not monetarily related. But it's all about deadlines. You know, it's having a date to reach. Yeah, deadlines are so powerful for the reason that they force action. And not only do they force action, they force a certain way of thinking onto us. When we have a deadline, when we are forced into a constraint, we tend to give our very best. We don't give our very best when things are kind of easy and there is no end goal inside or there's no external force to make clear direction for us. When we are constrained, when we are boxed in and when we have limited resources, that's when we can do our very best. And time is one of the most limited precious resources we have. So we have to establish a timeline. We have to establish a deadline by which we'll accomplish these goals. Now, I want to caution, not every time will you be able to meet those timelines or deadlines, but having that deadline and making it very real is really important to get yourself to take massive action. The the deadline component is absolutely, it's almost like you cannot get the best out of yourself without a deadline. So the way to tie these three things together thus far is this. I will purchase three single family homes in B-grade neighborhoods by December 31st, 2017. That's kind of a goal as I would write it out. I would probably be a little more specific, but that has a deadline and it has some specificity as to what it is I'm trying to achieve. The more specific I can make it, the more realistic and believable it becomes to me in my mind and my subconscious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more specific anything becomes, you can do the experiment right now. If I say, hey, think about the last vacation you had. Well, maybe, you know, you might just kind of sort of think about it. But if I start drilling down into the details and say, okay, what was that place? What hotel did you go to? What room did you stay in? Now that vacation starts to come to light in your head and you're like, wow, yeah, I remember what that room was. What the... So so specificity is super critical. And uh, what you said, Marco, there, the, the two steps, the three steps you outlined. So you say, okay, this is the number of properties I want to acquire. These are the dates by which I will acquire them. And this is what I'll give in order to get those properties. In a lot of your listeners' case, it's probably the time they need to give in order to learn about this. And not only that, then they'll also have to give a certain amount of money to acquire that property. Exactly. How much do I need to save or put away for the down payment? How much knowledge do I need to gain in order to acquire that property or those two properties? What kind of due diligence do I need to do? And if you can answer those questions, then you're essentially creating the action steps that you need to take in order to get to where you need to go. And, you know, this kind of leads into the fourth item here, the fourth part of this, and that is to create what they call a definite plan to acquire the money and take the first step immediately. So this is all about creating that plan. And the caution here, as I'm sure you'll agree with me, is that you'll never have the perfect plan. And I know you have something to say about this, so take it away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the definite plan and taking action right away 
are boosters for your rocket ship. So there's a story from the life of Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte, the great French general, we all know about him. We've heard stories of him, but people may not know how amazing he was at certain things. So one time he was in certain battle and his general came to him and he said, well, sir, I recommend that we delay the attack for another day because the conditions are not right. Right now, the conditions are not right. We should delay. So Napoleon Bonaparte got really furious. He said, conditions, hell, I make conditions. I make circumstances. <laughs> attack. I say attack right now. We're not going to wait till the conditions are right. right. And that is the truth. So that's Napoleon. And for some reason, the wartime people understand this better than anyone else. George Patton, he said, a good plan violently executed today is much better than a perfect plan executed a week from now. Yes. So that's the key. You make a plan and you attack it. Like you don't wait for everything to line up because then the opportunity is gone. The situation has changed and now you're starting all over again. Yeah, that's very true. And then also when you do have a plan and you execute on that plan, don't just give up and stop. You never want to stop too early. You know, it's like Napoleon says, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. So once you have that plan, you need to take the first step and you need to execute and you need to keep going until you achieve your goal. Yeah. And in your case, I mean, in, in the case of your listeners, it might be something as simple as giving a call to your team, right? Take the first step. Start that process. Yeah. And here's one I relate to you, you know, in reading so many books. And I've said this in, in one of my episodes before, you know, a lot of people have the desire to read a book, you know, or read more than one book or read a book a month. And they never get to it because they don't have the time. Well, the first step, you know, we keep talking about this first step. What's the first step? Well, the first step is take seven minutes. That's my magic number is seven. If you take seven minutes a day and read for just those seven minutes, guess what? You'll find that sooner than later, you'll be reading 10 minutes. And then sooner than later, you'll be reading for 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, you're going to start reading a chapter a day. And all of a sudden, you're going to have a book accomplished. So that first step is really just taking seven minutes out of your day to read a book. Yeah, that's a brilliant way to defeat procrastination. That's actually a scientifically proven way to defeat procrastination. Take as little as a few minutes to do something that you need to do. Yep. Because when you do that, the neuronal wiring is such that the neurons start firing in that area or in that specific thing. And the more certain neurons are firing in a certain area on a specific thing, the more you're going to start to attract your brain resources in that area. So Yeah. And then also just tying this back to never having the perfect plan. We sometimes talk to real estate investors that say, well, before I start investing, I need to read this certain book or I need to educate myself on asset protection or I need to get my limited liability company set up. And they're just creating one excuse after another that they have to have done before they can actually pull the trigger and purchase their first property or their next property. And, you know, this is really just an exotic way of procrastinating. The thing is, is if you keep doing that, you'll never get to achieving your goals. You need to take that first step and move on to the next step and move on to the next step and not create your own roadblocks in front of you. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not sure who said it now. I can't remember the person's name, but someone said like speed of implementation is one of the number one predictors of success. 
So if you can see someone who's implementing fast, they're going somewhere. Yes, yes, definitely true. There's a lot to be said about taking action quickly and it builds momentum. The longer you sit on your hands or on the fence, the more complacent I think you become. Yeah, yeah. Momentum, as a physics guy, I studied momentum and that's the beauty of momentum. When you have it, it's very difficult to stop it. But you have to get off your ass. You have to get away from that inertia to get it going. But once you have it, boy, watch out. Yeah. So moving on to the fifth point here is you put the four items above into a clear, concise, written sentence describing each part. And this is where it becomes crystal clear. This is where everything above gives you clarity and a sense of direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these four steps are so powerful, but unless someone writes them down, I mean, this is something Napoleon Hill talks about in this book again and again and again. He says, most people will read this book, but they will never implement the ideas. And then they will complain about why it's never happening. Well, if you are not writing your goals down and if you're not writing the specific things you need to do, you don't have a deadline and you don't have a plan. You don't really have any goals. You just have a hope or a wish that's floating around in your mind. Yeah, really, this is just simply saying that once you have a goal, to write it down in a clear, smart, written way, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really powerful. The act of writing down is something that I don't know why it works. Now, this is something where my scientific research doesn't, like, I have no idea why it works because I've tried writing on computers. I've tried writing it on other places. But the best thing is just put pen to the paper, write that damn thing down. And over time, you start to feel a certain sense of reality to it. I think what it has to do is you're using different parts of your brain to actually pick up the pen and move the pen and write on a page. I think you're firing the neurons in different parts of the brain that now ties all those things together. You have to think about your goal, you have to visualize your goal, and you have to write it down in the physical world on a page. I think bringing all those things together is what manifests itself. It's like, you know, what we were talking about before, you know, the key principle of the book is to get the subconscious mind to act and the way you program the subconscious mind is through your five senses. It's it's through the conscious mind that you program the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. That's probably why it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, we're constantly trying to program the subconscious through our action. And writing is one of those things. As you said, you know, writing is helping introduce more senses into the action. Someone might say, well, typing on a computer does very similar things because you're moving your keys or moving your fingers and doing all those things. I, I get it. I understand where they're coming from. But there's something about writing the journal part or whatever it is, it works way better than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And even John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire said that about three, four weeks ago on my show, you know, in fact, he believes that so strongly that he created a success journal, you know, how to achieve your most important goal in 100 days or less. And it's all about reading your goal every day, writing it out every day, and just having it in front of you, with you, in your backpack, in your pocket, everywhere, all the time. You reference it, you refer to it, you rewrite it. It just converts whatever it is you have as a goal into reality. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you just molded it in the sixth step right there. Yeah. Well, the sixth, this is the perfect segue because the sixth is the big one for me, and that is programming your subconscious mind through repetition. So you take everything that you've done, everything we've talked about right now, but now you need to get that down into the subconscious mind. And so, you know, I'm sure you have lots to say about this, but, you know, it's recommended that, you know, you write your goal down and maybe write it down every day. 
and then you read it twice a day or as often as you need. But I'll let you take it from here because I know you have lots to say about this. Yeah, yeah, Marco. There is no maybe about that part. It is a requirement. You have to write it down every day in the morning when you wake up, in the nighttime, right before you go to bed. Write it, read it out. But beyond that, what is much more profound is when you can visualize it, when you can see it happening right now. Right now, that is the key distinction. So Neville Goddard, he's one of the great spiritual thinkers uh, around the same time as Napoleon Hill, I think. Amazing, amazing thinker. And one of the things he said, and I would recommend highly any of your listeners to go check out his stuff on YouTube or just look him up. One of the things he said is you have to think of the goal from the vantage point of as if you've accomplished it rather than think of it. So don't think of it, think from it. That's the key distinction. Those are the two words I was trying to get at. Think from versus think of. Now, what I mean by that is when you think from, you're thinking from being there, from having accomplished this goal. When you're thinking of, you're actually sitting here thinking of what would happen if I accomplish this goal. No, we have to think from that vantage point when we have already accomplished that goal. Now, that is probably the most difficult thing to do. That is one of the most fundamentally difficult things to do because we cannot see ourselves as having already accomplished the goal. But that is the requirement. Yeah, I know that visualizing the goal is very important to see yourself as having achieved the goal. And then I think what you get from that is the feeling as if you achieved it. And that feeling is what fires up and triggers your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And then if it's something that you're working towards, you should act as if you achieved it. And again, that brings on the neuropsychology, you know, the physiological parts of it. So you start to feel successful or feel as if you achieved something because you're acting like it and you're visualizing it. You see it clearly in your mind, it vividly, full screen, in high definition, full color. You hear the sounds, you smell the smells around you, you know, the the more real you can make it in your conscious mind, the more your subconscious mind believes it. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. So the more real you make it, the more your subconscious will start to believe it is possible and it'll start to go to work on it. Now, there's a great book called Psycho-Cybernetics. Not sure if you've read it, Marco. It's by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. And he talks all about how powerful it is to be able to visualize in the moment right now. And he has so many different exercises as to how to do that visualization. And you can find all of that on my website. But the key to understand is that all these six steps, the fundamental thing we're doing in these six steps is we're programming our subconscious mind. And the way to program the subconscious mind, as you step back from these six steps, the realization that you need to have and the realization, hopefully, as you listen to this interview more than once, you'll realize it's emotions intensity of emotions and repetition. That is what will program your subconscious mind. Repetition and intensity of emotions. That is crucial. That is where you will make or break this whole thing. Because if you don't repeat this often enough, and if you don't have enough emotional intensity built into it, your subconscious cannot be programmed. So then you will keep going one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step back. And there's no sense of progress because you're losing the charge you've built up. It's almost like you have to create a burning desire. It's not just a regular desire. It's not a hope or a wish. You have to create that burning desire and that only happens when you repeat with emotion. Yeah, this whole exercise is the practice of communicating to yourself using your conscious mind 
for the purpose of convincing your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind will believe what you tell it if you consciously believe it strongly enough. And that's what is, you know, what you're saying is the burning desire, not just a desire, but having a burning desire for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the subconscious is like a garden and the conscious mind is like the gardener. Okay, so the conscious mind has to constantly go and sow the seeds and nurture the garden and water the garden and take care of the garden. And only then do you get the right fruits. So it's a constant exercise, constant work in progress, never ending work in progress. Because as soon as you let up on your subconscious mind, as soon as you let other things come into your conscious mind, they will affect the programming of your subconscious mind and possibly screw it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's real. I've seen this in my life. I've seen this in everyone's life. When people, you know, lose that sense of focus, when they lose that sense of desire, when they lose that sense of vision, they falter. Yeah. Napoleon Hill says in his book, set your mind on a definite goal and observe how quickly the world stands aside to let you pass. And, you know, basically what he's saying is define your goal, program your subconscious mind, and it will manifest itself. That's effectively what he's saying. And the manifestation, again, you know, we've talked about it. It's not a hand-waving woo-woo kind of stuff. It will happen because you will take action. Here's the thing. People think this is hand-waving woo-woo because nobody is going to drop that million dollars in your pocket tomorrow. Very, very true. But if you charge up your subconscious mind and you are wired up, if your desire is so strong, you will take action. That is the key. Yeah. Action will not go away. If you're wired up, if your subconscious is wired up, action will happen. So yeah. You will take action. Yeah. It's a good practice. I write my goals out. I actually do it in Excel because I have different columns next to it for other reasons. But I basically write it out in Excel. I break it into categories such as career, business, family, health, etc., etc. And then I just save that as a PDF. And then I keep the PDF on my iPhone and I can look at it anytime anywhere you know just by opening it up in ibooks so it makes it very easy for me to have it portable so i can read it all the time i don't have it on paper i just have it in digital format yeah the way i do it is i'll take some pictures of the things that i want or the things i like or the goals that i have i have some pictures and on those pictures i will put those specific goals like i'll scribble them using some sort of app on my iphone and the pictures stay on my phone and then i'll even go out to create videos of this and i have used so many different ways to program my subconscious mind i mean it's unbelievable i have created all sorts of systems and processes to do that because i find that it works and i'm an engineer and i'm not kidding when (laughs) i say that it actually works (laughs) yeah yeah, they call that vision boarding. Yeah, yeah. Create a vision board for yourself. Yeah, and vision board, and sometimes I'll actually create audio recordings of my goal, and I will play it while I'm driving or while I'm working out or while I'm running and over and over again. And it's almost obsessive. But I'll tell you this, Marco, obsession is not a bad thing when it comes to getting what you want, because you need that. No, I totally agree. In fact, to quote Grant Cardone, uh, he says, be obsessed or be average. So, (laughs) Yeah, great book, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I've got it sitting here with me. Manny, this has been great. I know we could talk about this for a much longer period of time, but I think we've kind of covered the key concepts and the nuts and bolts. And, you know, again, just to repeat, the key principle of this book is that the subconscious mind acts beneath the surface of the conscious mind, and it will accomplish, you know, whatever you direct it to. And it's just a matter of knowing how to program it, how to tap into it. And this is what the book is all about. There is, of course, a lot of great books that are associated with this idea. But realize subconscious is your servant. You can use it the way you want to use it. And it is all up to you. 
true. And you're right. There are many, many, many great books out there, and you do a great job of summarizing them. So, Manny, tell our listeners how they can find you and get more information. All right. Yes, Marco, absolutely. So first off, as you know, you're listening on this podcast. I have a podcast as well where I interview top authors and I summarize a lot of the great ideas for entrepreneurs and they can find it just by searching for the podcast. It's called 2000 Books, the number 2000 Books. And if they want to get an animation video of Think and Grow Rich or a bunch of other summaries for free, they can just go to 2000books.com slash summary. I have around 40 great summaries there sitting for them to grab. Manny, thanks for being on the show. This has been enlightening and I'm sure our listeners have gained some interesting insight into the book and how they can achieve their goals. I'm really grateful, Marco, for being here and I hope your listeners are going to apply these principles in their life and find great success. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks for being on, Manny. It's been great. Thank you, Marco. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.